Welcome, everyone. This is Michelle Anderson. I'm your host of my podcast show, Surviving Your Journey Towards Success. Thank you so much for joining me. All right. Today, I have a special guest, Shay Janae. She is a part of my Mole project that we are currently um, in prep phase to return that back to stage and so forth. And she also an entrepreneur. So she is going to be my special guest today. So I'm very excited. And we're going to go ahead and get into this. And let's go ahead and start the particular interview that will be broadcast on both of my podcast shows, Surviving Your Journey to a Success and my short stories. Let's go ahead. So Shay, how are you today? I'm doing well and very grateful to be here. Um, on this podcast with you. I really appreciate you for having me today. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm looking forward for us to be able to really show the listeners all. You just like I always say to people when they have, especially they have a passion for the arts. And that's what came across when, you know, I first met when you were auditioning for the role of Mole. Get into this. We're going to talk about some successes <laughs> and we're going to talk about the challenges and how we go get through that, as mm-hmm. well as you no, know, we loop back on to Mole since that's coming up soon. But let's go ahead and first start regarding your, your business venture. I really want to talk about that. And the reason why is the a couple of weeks ago, the cast or what have you, we got together and you talked about this new venture that you are part of. And I liked how you focused on generational wealth and how we need to stop generational curses in a sense that we have to, you know, I took the message that you were, you were laying to me when we were talking, how we can better ourselves. And that's what my podcast, Surviving Your Journey is all about, is how we can choices that we need in life. So if you can elaborate on that or introduce that to the audience here, um, yes. So I've always been brought up, my mother has always instilled, you know, um, wealth and, you know, the importance of credit scores and the importance of, um, you know, being financially stable and being able to um, take care of yourself and not just yourself, but for your future. I know one big thing that happened in my family is my papa. He passed, mm-hmm. but when my papa passed, um, they didn't have any, my, my grandmother didn't have any money to like bury, bury him or anything like that. Right. Or nothing, nothing was left behind besides debt. Um, unfortunately, my mother was um, well off enough to where she was able to take care of that situation for her and, you know, get him um, buried and have the funeral and stuff financially. But a lot of times, especially in the black community, we have nothing to leave our children behind besides debt or right. troubles or problems. Right. So my mother has always instilled in me, um, you know, to how to create a generational wealth. And one thing my mom joined was the ML, MLM building is network. It's a network marketing building. And um, she, my mother is legally blind, so she had to retire from the military. And when she retired from the military, you know, she always wanted to, you know, help people and their others, but she didn't know what to do with herself. And she found this, um, this network marketing business and she ended up making a six figure income off of it. And that's all she has been doing. She's been living off of that business, you know, for her family and with the with that type of business it leaves um it leaves generational wealth for your 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 kids it's willable right. everything you do is willable and it passed down to your kids right so my mom because my mom was in that business i became a part of that business and that business is called team national you can look it up on the better business bureau but it's just um that business is all about helping people save money on the daily expenses that they already is that they're already purchasing the things that they're already doing they're purchasing on whether it be trips groceries um clothes furniture whatever that may be 
they want you to save money on that. And the second part of the business is just by telling a friend about it and they seeing the benefits of it and they to joining, now you can make an income off of it. And that's how she got her um, six-figure income with them and became really high in that business. Now, that was my mom's form of business and what she did. I too, I too got into it because my mom is a part of it. And when she was a part of it, it placed me in a position in her business. So where if I introduce people, now I start making an income off of it, which I have been able to um, benefit off of and make an income off of. But now in this 2020 area, me being 27, um, there's another networking marketing that allows you to make money and you also make money off of it, which is Forex. A lot of people hear Forex and think it's a scheme or a scam, and it's truly not. But they hear that MLM part of it or the network marketing part of it and think that it's a scam. But Forex has two parts of income. One where you're trading foreign currency. Trading foreign currencies has been around for like 500 years. It's nothing new. This is something that has always been around. First it was paper coinage, then it was um, actual um, coinage, um, the bartering system. It all started with that, but now it came to what it is today, which is just simply um, exchanging, you know, the foreign currencies, um, the U.S. versus the Great British Pound dollars or the, the German or the, the Euro or whatever that is. And that's the form of making money. And then the second part is doing what my mom's business do. Telling someone, hey, I found a way that I can make money off of my phone just by selling or buying a currency pair. And then once you tell them, they become a part of it. And now you start making money depending on how many people join. And when they hear that, they think a pyramid scheme. But the diff when people hear that, they think a pyramid scheme, but it's not because no matter whether you join my business or not, I still get to make money. The same with T. Nashville, what my mom was in. No matter if you join her business or not, I'm still going to save and earn money because everybody is looking for something new. So I hope people take like opportunities that they see and really give it a try. Don't take off of what other people, you hear other people saying like, oh, that's a scam and it didn't work. Yeah. It may not work for them, but it doesn't yeah. mean it can't work for you. Right. So um, so those are the two things that I'm a part of. And, and again, what these two businesses help you do is one, gain your time back. A lot of right. people are trapped in the nine to five mindset. But mm -hmm. how many people become millionaires off of nine to month? off your nine to five not many <laughs> not many not many whatsoever how many people are able to buy their dream home or their dream car off of their nine to five not many not many but with these two types of businesses they you get residual income income that will last you outside of your lifetime because it gets passed down to generation to generation and when you're well and gone all your hard work does not go to waste because now your family is reaping the benefits off of it and then another thing that it allows you is time freedom and that's what I talk about in my podcast with surviving your journey to a success the episodes that I focus on is about Taking the moment so you can be able to realize because to me a lot of times when we're working for someone else especially the nine to five grind you don't have time to realize that you're not happy or you're dealing with so much toxicity and most of that can stem from the financial part of it because that also is you got to keep that in check and I focus when I do my episodes about demanding that you deserve your mental peace and I think mental peace is tied into your whole financial wealth as well so this is good to kind of put it out there the other things that that are geared towards building your wealth when you do nine to five I mean let's just put it out there you plugged in you don't really have time for nothing and to me time is not this money time is precious of your life kind of find things and like I like how you said something else about 
you know, if someone else say, well, I did this and it didn't work for me, we can't get caught up with someone else towards it. Not to say we can't, we're not looking at someone else's experiences and you know what I mean? But at the same time, you can't let that discourage you that that might not be their path at that time or whatever they input it might was not the same thing with someone else presenting you that this is your path to, to look at and to get the wealth that you need. Financial wealth leads it's a part of leading to your mental peace. And I think that's what a lot of people are seeking when they want to not feel so tied down. Or like you're saying, you want to be able to give back. That's what I would say, the 360. And the 360 is giving back. It's not leaving your children with debt. You got debt probably because you, we're stuck in that cycle that doesn't give you the freedom to be able to do the things that, that you was your purpose that you were sent here to do. So go ahead. I want you just to attach back on. You said for Forex, just to make sure so the audience can follow through. It's the second part of Forex. Could you explain that as well? Touch back on that when you said about the currency pairing and it's similar to what the other business that you're a part of. Tap back on that again. I just want to make sure that the listeners can follow through and if they have any questions, they can definitely I'm gonna leave your contact information. But touch on that part as well because you, you're doing great. Touch back on that with Forex, the second part of that. Yes, so the second part of the business. Um, a, right. a, a saying Forex loves to say is influence over wealth. Mm-hmm. And what they're trying to say is a lot of people, especially in 2020, Corona hit and a lot right. of people lost their job. Right. But imagine those individuals that lost their job able to make money right off of their phone taking the little bit that they had saved from what their nine to five gave them and multiplying it, tripling it, doubling it. And so what Forex does is we let people know of other options that they have available. And because we are influencing and helping other people, let them know that, hey, there's other options that I have available that's gonna give you the time to be with your family right? and to make the money you need to support them because we were not put on this earth to work a nine to five and die to stress Mm. about income. Money should be our last worry. Mm. Money should be our last worry, but for a lot of us, that is our biggest worry. That is our biggest worry. And money should come and flow easily to us. And it can, but you have to broaden your horizons on how you go about doing it. And that's the takeaway, broaden your horizons. Yep, that's right. Broaden your horizons. There are so many opportunities. There is a million and one ways to make money. It's not just by working a nine to five. It's not that. That's not the only way. And some people, don't get me wrong, some people love their job and love what they do. And that's right. all fine and dandy. But what's so wrong with having a second income? A second income that you can make anywhere, from anywhere. And right. that's the beauty of what my mom was doing with her business, Team National, and the beauty of Forex. You literally get paid to make money and educate people how to make money. Forex has brought me so much more than another way of making income. They have given me life experiences and taught me things and put instilled so much in me that makes me want to pour into people that helps them be better. It's all about influencing people to be better, to be to be right. any and have any and everything that you ever wish of. Because there's no reason why you can't. There's no situations. Right. There's no nothing that's holding you back that can't besides your mindset. Right, you have to change your mindset. Is your mindset. Your mind will hold, we we are conditioned, the world has conditioned us so much. Even my parents, when I went to, I went to college, I first pursued college as nursing. And the only reason why I did it is because my parents, 
And the crazy thing is my mom, she didn't go to a traditional college. She went to college online because she had me at 15, but she just knew that she was taught that if you go to college, you get an education and right. nursing is the way to go. And that's not even something that I, I truly wanted for myself. I literally did it because my mom taught me. But my mom had also taught me to be open-minded and to see other things. And that's when she learned about the team national business, which put me in a different mindset, a different way of thinking. We have been conditioned to do things a certain way, but there's so many ways to do everything. There's so many right. routes to get to the same place. Mm -hmm. Just choose your way and stick to it. You just have and to be, yeah, you just have to be open to, I think, like when I focus on my, um, I know with my short stories podcast, I'm telling the stories, but basically in the, in the story that I'm telling, it's all coming back to the power of choice. And to get to the power of choice, you have to be able to have your, be willing to take that leap and take that risk that I mentioned on my, on my podcast, Surviving Your, your Journey. And with that, you not only learn the lesson, but just like you said earlier, now you're passionate about telling everybody, telling other people that's willing to listen and willing to open their mind to be look at the world in a different way that it can happen, even though you don't see it, but mm -hmm. that it can happen and you take those first steps and you move forward. Yeah. And just like what you said earlier, and I want to touch on this, um, is that I was going to ask you about what's your most revealing lesson, which you're basically telling me, um, So, uh, and the audience as well, is that it gave you a different insight when your mother shared with you. And I think it's wonderful what your mother did, um, how she had, she made the choice. She said, you know what, this is not, that's not going to be me. This is going to be our destiny. And she executed that, how she taught you about this other part about the team national and so forth, and how it influenced you to say you started looking at the world differently. And so, yeah, you definitely need to do a webinar. <laughs> and you need, because most people, you know, we get into the routine. And it's like you said, you have to look at the world in a different way. And that's what I try to teach and share people on my other, on my podcast, Surviving Your Journey, is that you have to look at life in a way that you deserve the best. And I like when you talked about, we shouldn't think that this is the only one way. It's many mm -hmm. different paths to get to your destination. I totally agree. And financial wealth should not be a struggle. Mm -hmm. And we look at the world now and it's very disheartening when you see this uh, reports and people are struggling and it really it is painful to see. And we have to even through that pain and that's going on on the outside, we have to kind of force it and say, no, I'm going to claim my destiny. And right. So that's, that's what I think what I was going to ask you. What's your most revealing lesson? And then you said that what let me ask you this when you said about going to college and you saying that you, you know, you did that because that was ingrained in you. What did you want it to be? I'm just curious. What was your did you have it was so easy for me to just do what my parents say because I didn't know the first right. thing I ever fell in love with was music I, um, I used to sing and I write songs I still sing but yeah. I used to write songs and I thought I was going to be a singer but my um, stepfather he used to tell me that there's so many people that can sing Shay what else are you going to do there's so many people can do that so what else are you going to do so, so I didn't know back what up I was going to do yeah, you know Right. Yeah. It was telling me to come up with a backup plan. So when they said, okay, nursing is really good. You make really good money with nursing. And they, they, they pushed me towards that. I just did it. Right. I just did it because I didn't know anything else, especially because at that time we were living in Germany. So, um, and, you know, things were different. It was a little different for me because I'm on a um, military base and, you know, right. I don't know what schools are out there. So I literally just took what people told me and ran with it instead of 
figuring it out for myself. But I had always been into entertainment since I was younger because I told you I love music. So my mom had right. dance lessons, vocal lessons, mm -hmm. um, from hip hop, ballet, jazz, tap. I was in musical plays and mm. stuff like that so that had always been a big part of me that's so, why I, i'm not finished um but i have to say this that's why in your audition when you came in and you and we asked if you can sing or what have you and you first song doing this on the theater side that because i started in writing and then i did the theater when i came here to atlanta and but i can tell the first well, as soon as the talent would either say the first line or they started singing and i immediately felt like oh she done stage or at least she done some type of um you've done this before I could tell that that's why you were singing. <laughs> Which, by the way, don't be surprised. I'm going to ask you to say a melody for the audience at the end. But nonetheless, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> but yeah, I remember I remember um, as soon as you started, like, oh, yeah, she done this. I completely can see you on stage. That was the takeaway when I remember you was performing, when you was auditioning. So it was good that you took... That's why I was just telling um, uh, the last the last guest that I have, Jerry, and the other one, other interviews that I have on both of my shows is that I always find... I love doing podcasting because I always find <laughs> something new and unique about my guests. <laughs> and it's, it's so funny that you said that you were in Germany and then... You've been doing practicing the entertainment the whole. You had so much background. You said you did dance as well, and all this was in Germany. Well, this wasn't in Germany. This was in when Egypt. you came back. I was in um that was in Germany was my junior and senior year of high school. Oh, so okay. um doing all of that that was when I was just younger as I was growing up. It was um, Seas Planet, Jay. It was Seas Planet. Right. So I grew <laughs> up in church, and there's this lady um that was very good singer um leslie dupree and um my mom had her become my vocal lesson so i did vocal lessons with her and then when we moved to maryland i did piano lessons my mom had my, my mom knew that music was my thing but i was so easy to give up i go on an audition and if my parents give me pushback i'm like okay fine whatever i was so easy to give up on certain things right. that I really didn't know what I wanted because as soon as someone gave me some pushback, I'm like, fine, okay, what do you think I should do? And I did that until I got to college and I was just not happy. I was not happy at all. One day I picked up the phone and told my mom, I said, I'm going to pursue acting. And she said, oh, that's fine and great, baby. And I virtually believe you can do it because you're going to get your degree first. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay, I got my degree. And then, um, and this is how you know how God just works everything out right, for you. Right. Right. So, um, I got my degree, and um, while I was in college, my friend, she was a theater major, but she was very timid and afraid. But she got me into a play, so I did that play, and um, then I just started seeing other things. There was this talent agency called John Casablanca. I went yes. out and tried, uh -huh. I actually tried. I actually tried out for them when I was younger, and I got a call back. And my parents was like, oh, no, it's a scam. They want you to pay for this, that, and the third. It's oh, a scam. I heard of them before, I Right. Yeah. So I did it as an adult and went out myself. It was it was a two-hour drive from my college. And I went for myself, and um, I tried out. They wanted to work with me um, still as an adult. Of course, I don't think they remembered me from um, when I was younger. But, you know, I tried out again. They wanted to work with me again. And I planned to, after I graduate, okay, I'm going to move to Raleigh. I'm going to go work with them, and I'm going to pursue this career. Well... Mm -hmm. The God had something else planned in store for me. My mom, <laughs> after college, wanted me to move back in because she felt like I have grown. Because, again, my mom had me at 15. Um, yeah. So she was young. I was young. She felt like she had learned so much. And as what she was teaching me as I was growing up, she felt like she was still a child. And now that she's learned so much that she's older and she's married and she got two kids, she says, there's still more that I want to instill in you 
um, before you know, you know, you go out into this world. So she begged me to move, and I'm like, no, 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 I have a plan. I'm going to Raleigh. I'm going to pursue acting. <laughs> and I never had a problem getting a job. When I was in college, I had three jobs. Mm. Never ever in my life had a problem getting a job. I could not find a job, and I was trying to just transfer mm. into the business that I was already in. I was currently working for BB and T. So that might be your destiny. Every time we we try to do something that is of our purpose we always get obstacles that um um come up against us and challenge us to reconsider that don't do that and so what i have taught before or at least i talk about that in a sense of my podcast even in my own life i notice when i just say mm, when it's in my heart and i feel like this is really what i want to do this is what makes me happy when i think about it and you keep going and then eventually just like the rain stops and then you see down that this was i was supposed to be the whole you know the whole time mm-hmm. so, yeah when you was telling me that like that was just seemed like that was just kind of discouraging and that's what we find in life it can discourage you to say that this is not the right path go ahead and give up but we can't listen to that we got to push that aside and keep going until we get to our destiny point so when you were telling me that that you said you couldn't even find anything go ahead. right mm-hmm. but but that didn't that but that didn't stop me as much as it was my parents and they actually moved to kansas kansas city i ended up, ended up staying with them and i was just like okay i'm not gonna be here for a long time my mom was like well, just stay for a year during that year, I went to an acting school out in um, California. I got a, I went to acting classes. I went, I got an agent, um, and I just educated myself. I didn't, didn't have any bills. My mom was letting me live. I was still working a nine to five, so I, I went to another call center, worked my job, but I did not stop on what I said I was going to do. But I was scared, and still yeah. today I am still scared. But I say, if your dreams does not put fear in you, then you need to dream bigger. Mm, say that again if your dreams does not put fear into you you need to dream bigger if there is not a little bit of doubt a little bit of fear in you that's saying i don't know if i could do this you need to dream bigger and i honestly while still in college i honestly prayed and i said i don't know if i could do this guy i don't know if i can't be this person or what if this from my past come back up and what if this from my past come back Mm. up and and I become this person, mm-hmm. but you have to have a strong belief system mm-hmm. and the discipline to keep going. I want you to stop right there because this is good. This is real good. This is real good. And the reason why I'm saying that because I knew it was going to be somebody listening to this podcast. I knew it. That's like the whole thing when I started this podcast four years ago now. Yeah, four years ago now. And it was a struggle, but I kept saying, no, I need to get it out. And sure enough, when I got through all that struggle, the feedback that I got is helping people. And so what you just said there is what I've been preaching on my surviving your surviving your journey to a success, as well as my other one, Michelle Anderson, the short stories, right? Mm-hmm. Is that in life, you're going to come across the fear. And it was fear when I wrote the book, Mitch Ram. And I'm taking, that's like, you, you know, I talk about that depth later, but I, the one that people has been following me, you know what I'm talking about. And I just kept moving forward and fast forward. Here I am mm-hmm. and ancient commit or ancient Egypt, what have you. And talking about mental peace and how you got to fight for it and the dreams that you have, you just can't sit there and settle for it. And then what you just said a minute ago, that was so powerful fears. You talked to, you was very specific about the fears. And on my podcast, I talk about, I call them Mr. Fear. I said, he got a whole bunch of family members. So what? Mm-hmm. You got a whole support team. Remember we was at the park and I don't want to call Michael into this. Remember Michael was saying about his journey he wanted to do. And I need to give a link to his wine. His wine. And we both jumped on that. You did and I did. And we basically said, 
that means you need to keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just means you can't give up. That means that when you just said something else, I want to make sure I repeat that for the listeners, is that we can't get caught up in fear because fear will come at you any type of way and particularly of what you felt that you did in the past or what this and that and you need to stop it. And you was open and you was thank you because guess what? You are helping someone. If it's only if it's more than one, that's wonderful. But you helping somebody, I feel it in my spirit. It's going to be listening to this and they're going to say that is their breakthrough. And they are able to go to the next spot and get onto the path of their destiny to their purpose. So thank you so much for saying that. Because I think a lot of times we think that we're we're not up to the part. We're not up to what we need to do. So maybe we shouldn't try. You have missed the fear that operate in all many different things. But God has a plan. And if, right. you, when you, if, you, if you just be silent and don't move and look, he's going to show you the path. And it's not going to be an easy path. And mm-hmm. what you just share with someone else is that you... You cut through the fear. And like you, I, I love, and I wrote that quote there because I think I think you already gave me a motivational quote before we get to the end. If your dreams are not making, and that's what happened too with Mitch Rayel. My dream when I came to Atlanta is for it to be a movie, right? And when I wrote the book, that's why I saw when I wrote it. And it was so much fear. And if I, and before we moved to Atlanta, I was scared. I was like, I don't think I could do it. And then I just like, you know what? I'm just going to go through it. I'm just going to keep going. And then your fear is not, if the fear is not there based on what you're saying your dreams are then you need to dream bigger that's not the mm-hmm. one that's not your purpose so I just want to say thank you for that because that's going to break through somebody that's listening to this to say that was my message right right good now what are if you can narrow down the things that people are dealing with fear because I talk about that a lot what are the three things that they can do if you can name them off that they can focus on and execute and get past that what are some tax or some, some um, techniques or tasks that you can say to someone to so pay- to push through fear one one the big first things first you have to have a strong belief system I don't know who you're who you may believe in or who whoever's listening may believe in but my belief system is God mm-hmm. and I know that I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me so one you have to have a strong belief system in whatever that may be mm-hmm. two you just gonna have to do it because complacency is a killer to feel comfortable you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because if you're right. just comfortable you're never going to grow you're never going to elevate in every day in life you should be elevating just to be one percent better than what you were the yes yesterday one percent so so maybe if, if that is you feel like that's too big for you okay then break it up into smaller things everybody has a big right. goal my big goal what is to be an actress to be a well-established actor actor and to make that my full-time and make it a full-time income if i wanted right. to a full-time right. income but before i could do that i had to have smaller goals so the first goal was to okay let me book a play i i, I want to that, that was truly one of my goals mm-hmm. was to i, I want to get a play underneath my book i want that on my resume so you check that off then it was oh i want to get a speaking role on a tv show then you check that off mm-hmm. oh and now my next goal before the end of the year this is my third time saying it out loud mm-hmm. fourth time saying it out loud i want to book a sag series regular or leading role before the year is out mm-hmm. and i just didn't do auditions that are sags mm-hmm. series regular or leading so i gotta keep pushing towards that so in order to get to that what am i doing i'm back in my acting classes i'm i'm, I'm working on my craft so you have to hit that fear on the head. It's, it ain't mm. nothing to it but to do it. 
Mm-hmm. And if you and don't do it, you're, you're just going to stay in the same spot. And if, right. if you never try, a year is going to pass and you're still going to be at that same spot. Whereas if maybe you did try and now you're not, you may not be there, but you're closer than you were that year before. Right. You know? So I'm nowhere near where I want to be in my acting career, but I am grateful for my small victories. And you have to commend yourself for the mm-hmm. small victories. The small victories matter. Right. Mm-hmm. I know I can truly be hard on myself. Right. But commend yourself for the small victories. So one, have a strong belief system. Have a strong that's, belief that's system. That's the foundation. You got to have yeah. something. And for those that might not say, well, I don't believe in that. I say this in my other podcast my survivor your journey i don't believe in this and that at the end of the day you have to believe in something whatever that you that you hope something because that's your anchor and everybody got to have an anchor right you got to have it and then you move on to the next point point get get comfortable with being uncomfortable right if the situation makes you uncomfortable that's probably where you need to be because you need to get comfortable with that so you can elevate to the next situation so get comfortable with being uncomfortable because only being uncomfortable is what's going to grow you mm-hmm. nobody nobody becomes a millionaire by doing the same thing right over and over that's right. that is the true definition of insanity mm-hmm. insanity is doing the same and i say thing that all the over time over <laughs> and over and expecting it, a different result mm-hmm. it, 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 it doesn't it's like work trying like to that. open the door with a key and the key doesn't work it doesn't work like that and lastly, mm-hmm. never stop. Because when you stop, that's when the growth stops. Right. That's when you know you're never going to get to there. And then I always kind of pair that up to um, break it down even more. It's like, in a sense, think about life. Life is constantly moving forward. It don't stop. It don't retract. It keeps going. Even when one cycle ends and another one continue you just keep going that's what life is so that's what you got to look at life and you can't give up and you can stop and you can think about it and you have your emotional moment but I always say you put a time on that and right. you learn from it and you keep going because you can't right? dwell in that you can't, you can't drill dwell in that, in that. you don't drill yes. in the sewer you get you just jump over that and you keep on moving because your horizon of the outcome is just before you you just right. don't see it yet that's what we got to hone on because today in this world we, we so it's so it's so easy to get caught up we got to get the big victory we don't get the big victory then it doesn't matter but actually you have to sit and just be grateful for the small victories think about those that's what you touched on and that's why i want to reiterate and reinforce to those that are listening just think about the small victories because you got to take a moment because those small victories is basically going to be the foundation to lift you up when you get the big victory Mm-hmm. Right, and that's when right. you gotta look at life. Life is not really like a fast da 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 drive through. You know what I'm saying? It's a journey. <laughs> Doing that journey, you learn those different elements that comes to play. But through all of that, you have to be motivated. Most of us have to wait until we uh, late 30s and 40s. And we've been through some stuff, and like uh, I got to re reevaluate. You know what I mean? And she already got that on her plate to know I'm not going to get caught up in that. I'm going to decide I'm going to decide my own path and I'm going to keep going forward. And then you got me saying, you know, I've been preaching to you that's been listening. This is it. This was the message. It was meant for it to be the day for us to sit here and talk, have this discussion for me to interview Shay and for her to come in and just blow it out in the sense of saying, hey, wake up. If you want your destiny that you seek, you got to do the choices that you want and you got to kick fear. 
And I talk about fear all the time. So when you said that, it kind of really lit up like, oh, this is meant to be. This is for somebody that's going to hear this and get on the path. God always give us the things that we need at the right time. Right. And what is for you is for you. It's just up to you to decide, you know what? I'm going to make that choice. I'm going to move forward. Now, it means doing this or that. But at the end of the day, I'm going to move. And that's what life is about. And you build the relationships. You don't step on others. You build the relationship. That's what humanity is. Humanity is about giving. This is some strong power that y'all getting today. I feel it in the name of God. Thank you, Jesus. And you have to be able to know your destiny, want your destiny, and go and get your destiny. But while you get it, please, I can remember that actress that she that I follow on YouTube. But nonetheless, she said, don't go be stepping and making somebody else sad along the way. You don't do that. That's not giving. 360 mm-hmm. is giving. And that's what life, that's what the life force is. And that's what you want. And don't get caught up in, like Shay said, what was in the past. You grow from that. You know what you have to do to balance that. But right. this is about you moving forward and your foundation. I'm saying my foundation is of God that's what got me to be able to steal and survive and your foundation will get you the strength to deal with anything that's trying to hold you back I still had my eye on my dream on my purpose and that was entertainment acting right what she wanted to do right and she kept talking about that that whole because acting and directing and writing all that's in the big loop together and that's the message that for somebody today is gonna get this when this go live so i am like okay you see how god he always works stuff out right don't he (laughs) the right time the right you know what i mean he always works stuff out then speaking of acting shay you got the lead role of mole stage play Yes, yes, yes. I would never forget that auditioning day. Um, Me neither. You talk about that for the people that, because we all have separate talents, and you, what you said about the audition. Go ahead. So, it was raining so bad that day. Just like today? Yes, just like today. It was raining (laughs) so bad today, and I was like, oh, well, maybe this is a good thing. And just pushing through and going to the audition, and um, it it just felt good and you just felt like I didn't laid it all there mm. now it's your turn God I did my part it's your turn God I didn't pray I didn't ask I didn't claim I didn't did all this I didn't put in the work mm. and you do the rest and then <laughs> it, he did the rest and <laughs> such a it's such a like a powerful like, and it's, it's, it's a different genre than what you're than what we what we have right so right, I, I know. I love it's truly you getting into character. We, right. we don't hear people walking around talking about kings and queens and futures right. and stuff like this. This is definitely the realm of acting where you have to act. You right. have to be in that. And the only way to make Thank it real you. and make this vision come to life is if you being in that moment, being right. true to the story and what is written. And it's like, say, if you can do this, okay, now I believe that you can be an actor. If right. you can really put yourself you into go. this and this character. Now right. you're truly believing in what you say you want to do. Now right. you're putting in the work that you say you want to do. Right. So right. I am truly, truly, truly grateful. Thank you so much, Shay. That is just a beautiful speech. <laughs> I don't know. I need to get a tissue or what. <laughs> but this going to help the, the people that 
not only from because like I said, both of my podcasts they have different demographics. The surviving your journey. I have business professionals. I have people that work in the workplace or people just either housewife or a husband that stays home with the children. So I have different, you know, people in their life, other podcasts. Mm -hmm. And then I have my um, short stories that people are into the the arts and entertainment and the stage. And so both of them are going to be listening to this because I'm putting on both shows. But I want to thank you for sharing that moment because that reinforced what you just said, what I have been saying. And it also reinforcing me because when you were going through that, that's how I, I, I put it like this. I say, we don't know all the other elements about life and what's going on. But what I do know that God always put us at a certain point. So that's for that's why you got to make the choices that you got to make. That's why you got to kick fear to the curve. And when you were saying your experience on part of this and, you know, because when I wrote that book, I, I mean, I, I didn't know why I was writing it or nothing, but I did it. And it was one night that I just wanted to just like I, I talked about this before, but I'm going to talk about it again when we get close to the date. And I didn't want to do it, but I just felt when I was writing, I felt so peaceful with it. That's why I, I love writing now. That whole experience of writing Mitch Rayam. And you write when you said about the actresses in the play, in the production of Malay um, that stemmed from the book Mitch Rayam is that. These are, I just felt lives, in a sense, needs to be told. So you can't just bring a C game or a D game. I don't care if you're a guard. Um, You have to bring it because you have to bring these characters to life because they're telling a message that I feel Mole is a message from God in the sense that it's about relationships. It's about the choices that we make in life. It's about honoring history. Like you said, you don't hear too much about kings and queens and even from, you know, what we're talking about in ancient Egypt of Africa and to bring it you have to take it serious in the sense that you're doing you showing other people you're because to me acting is the ultimate type of way of telling sharing a lesson about life encouraging mm-hmm. influence over wealth and influence people helps people to say you know what I can make that change and if that person make that change and make that choice they're gonna be at the right path at the right time now for me on that day of auditioning it was raining and I kept saying oh my goodness nobody's gonna come to out with this rain it was raining so hard everybody and I just like okay I'm just gonna keep going because I thought about just putting a blast and we're gonna cancel and I said, no, people already probably been practicing, da, da, da. And then I got this people showing up. I'm like, no, I'm just going to I'm just going to go through it. I like it might just be one person, but I understand. But it's like, oh, my goodness. So I went ahead and I went through it and you had people come in and some was like, Ugh, and I was like, maybe and I was like, oh, that means I'm going to have to do another one. And I think you came towards the end. Like the, I had you, your slot was like in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, and then by that time we had like maybe two or three that we was kind of interested in. And we was thinking we got to do another day of auditioning. And I was like, oh, cause it takes a lot to put that together. And when yeah. you came up like that, the first day I said, you knew your line, you were ready. You showed me you had the courage to auditioning for another part too. Another I think it was like Vanuva. It was actually one of the um It was the supporting roles, I think. Right, it was. And then that's when I I think we actually do something. Now that's when I like I think she could be the backup, right? Initially. That's what I thought. Because I always someone told me in casting when I first came to acting, when I first did my plays, they say you always want to have a backup study to the, the lead role positions. It's like, okay, so that's all that was ingrained in me. That was back in 2020, uh, 2010. Anyhow, 2010 or 2005, either or. So that's what I thought. 
And then I think we had actually do something. I was like, no, we need to actually do this. And then we asked if you can sing. And when you start singing, I was like, not only that you knew your lines and it came off so effortlessly. And it's just like, I, I know that feeling like, oh, okay, she did stage before she did stage work or something. And she definitely know her lines and it flowed real easy. Yeah. And so you have a difference. And you don't really get that too much. Most people can have one type of tone and then that's it. And you came with that tone um, in the theater type. Uh, perspective and I was like oh yeah yes so when you was leaving we were talking and getting notes we was writing down notes <laughs> and we was like yeah she's a strong one so it was so interesting you say your experience because it was raining that day and I was thinking we're gonna have to reschedule this right it was raining so bad and then you kept and that's what I was saying about life especially when you know this is the path because like you saying the people that are part of Mole now this is really, I feel, this this can be part of the stepping stone to where you meant to be. And for those that are into acting and all that and singing, what have you, and dancing and all and a part of it, this really does elevate your game in the sense of taking the art seriously and putting it all out there. Right. Because really, Mole, when I first started, I always say Mole to me is 360 is life. If you really read and, and look at the characters and what's going on and what they're saying, it's about life and the choices that we make and how you fight for the things that you that you want to fight for and experience. So I think that's so wonderful that you had said that because it was like, wow. And we still end up doing the audition. We have a wonderful cast now. Uh, the lead, Princess Amelia of Mole. Let's give her a clap, everybody. Did, did she not prove it? So now I got to put you on the spot, Shay. <laughs> you got your spot. But first, before we get to the the end, you're gonna do the ending, uh, a particular ending. But I want you to share. You gave a lot of goodies, um, because I've been writing stuff down when you were talking. I was writing down. But I want you to pick your favorite motivational quote that someone can listen to and be motivated with. What would that be? Okay, so this actually I don't know who quote this is, but this is something. It's kind of worry what I said, but this is something that I live by. Okay. Have the guts. To do what is needed, not what is convenient. Mm, right. And that kind of touches on what I already what I've said that that complacency, instead of being in that comfortable spot which you're used to, get uncomfortable. Somebody, because that's what my podcasts are, is giving and sharing my own experience and what I learned and to pump up people to be motivated. That's the water that we need to live forward. So thank you so much for that. I mean, you, yeah. And I like when you said a hard right. A lot of people don't want to do the right thing. Oh, it's too hard. That's what life is. You know, that's what God is trying to show us. That is what, whatever you believe in the source or what have you is trying to show us. And we have to fight and we all, if we all do it, the world will be a better place. But in the meantime, it doesn't give us the excuse to say, I'm just not going to try. We got to keep going. And so we have to be motivated and be motivated to do it. You just got to do it. At the end of the day, you just got to do it. You don't step on nobody. You don't, you know, do no negativity stuff. You don't do none of that. You don't, because that comes back. No, you know what you need to do. And it's positive energy. You plant the seeds. And I always say that seeds are based on the deeds that we do in life. And that's like Shay said, you got to do the hard right. You do the hard right. Don't, you know what good cooking is. And I love food. You can do it real fast, cheap, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you really put your heart into it and Mm. you really invest in the time in it, don't you have some good gravy? Come on. Right. And 
that's what life is about. That's what Shay is saying when she was talking about her other business and what have you. And this, and I bring everybody here to talk about what they're doing at Tumentary Side. I'm not like I'm saying I'm trying to say you need to buy this. That is, you make the choice to do it. I just thought her presentation to me was so informative, and we need to listen to that because wealth is part of the health part of that financial spectrum around there that we need to focus on our financial standing and how we connect that to our mental peace. And that's why so many people are stressed. The main point to us to make the choice to change and why settle? Why settle and be stressed? Financial stress, emotional stress, you know what I mean? And don't live your destiny of what you need to be. You just got to do it. And so that in itself is the message of her interview. And that's what someone needs to know. And that's what giving is. So before we end this, because it's a lot of goodies, and I'm looking at the time, I'm just like, I still got some stuff I want to talk to you about. But I know we have to wrap this up, Shay, and I want you to go ahead and pick a song. Just give us a quick, um, I don't know, two or three lyrics. And do you mind sharing that with the yeah, audience? Yeah, of course. I love to. Again, <laughs> music was my first passion. So. See, that's why I meant to also say that about the fear. When um, it was like a two weeks, people said, I need to keep writing the manuscript. And at that time, it was in 1995. And there was no, like, emphasis of, african-american black history it's definitely not about egypt right. and i i was um i was very fearful of that I'm like i can't do this no one's gonna believe me no one's gonna accept this this was back in 1995 it's raining again isn't that coincidence wow it was raining real hard and i remember i was sweating i mean i was sweating i swear to god i just couldn't do it i like i don't think i'm gonna do it and i swear i heard my ancients my ancestors said no get up they said it louder than that. But I got up and I wrote. Before then, they didn't have no iPad. They had a typewriter. Mm -hmm. And so I typed up. I kept going. I was on page 50, I think. And I kept going with the manuscript. And I saved it. And I tried to send it out. And I didn't get no responses. And it was times, I think, I don't think people are going to accept this book about black kings and queens and what's right. going on family and but something in my heart said but it was meant to be because it was just something in there and tell me how I felt the guy said keep going and then when I wanted to go to Atlanta before Atlanta bloom up and now oh okay now this is supposed to be uh the new um, Hollywood. yeah before that everybody kept saying I sold my house they said no no you shouldn't sell your house you already got a good job you got this why would you do that that, that. but that's not was I just felt in my heart that no mole when I wrote it when I saw it I saw it as a feature film which I haven't done by the way on this stage play I want to plug that out there but it's my funny. goal was always for it to be a feature film because that's why I felt and I felt that in it is a message and even with some of the reviews that I got I don't know why they're not there on, on Barnes and Noble um anyway but that's a side note and they was talking about the experience of reading the book and that's what I felt and that's what I wanted the message to be so when you were telling me your story about how you wanted to be an actress it was meant to be we had to make sure we had to make the choices. I'm talking to someone that's listening to this at the right time, at the right moment, when God was showing this is the path because it's a plan at the other end of it. So we both had to do the same thing, even though we was in separate different places to be at the right spot. And sure enough, the day of the audition is raining. I'm thinking I'm finished. See, I'm bringing this home to everybody. This was a message for you today that me and Shay was able to go ahead and do this interview. <laughs> and here it is. I decided, no, I guess I'm going to go ahead. And then, I think he came in the afternoon and I was like, you know, they might not show up. We might have to end. We was even thinking about ending it sooner. And just rescheduling, like, no, we're just going to go through it. I was like, we're just going to wait until the end. That's what I'm going to do. And here it is. She showed up. And then even though she was auditioning for a different role, it all worked out. God, that's like you were saying earlier, I did this, I did this, God, now it's on you, now it's your turn, and sure enough, he worked it all out, 
And then here I am, did email. I think it was an email that you got. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, it was. She, she accepted a role, accepted the lead role, Apprentice Amina, right, of Mole. And at this moment, like I just said, he has not been a future film or what have that's the That's always been the goal. And I know God got a plan for that. But in its own self, it just shows that whatever you creating, whatever you doing, if you're a bakery or whatever, you don't give up. And when it's raining, that's not to say, oh, you know what? I don't think I'm going to do it's raining. Or maybe it's something's going on. It's a snowstorm, da, 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 da. Whatever you can get out, you make it happen at the end of that day. We have 24 hours in a day. You mm-hmm. make it happen. If that's just, you know, this and this happened, just look at the small victories. Well, let me call somebody if I can't go outside. It's just, you know, the door, it can't, you know what I mean? If it's snow up and I can't, let me do that. Do something that puts you towards it more close. You're a little more step closer to the dream and of your purpose. Somebody who's listening has a purpose that God is trying to say, don't give up. Read my book, Surviving Your Journey Towards Success. It's talking about corporate America, but basically I'm telling you in that book, don't give up. Okay? All right, Shay, it's on you. What you going right. to end this with? How you going to sing? Here we go. All right. I pray we'll all be ready. I pray we'll all be ready. I said, I pray we'll all be ready for his return. I pray that we'll get our business straight so we can all meet at the gate. I said, I pray we'll all be ready. I pray we'll all be ready. God bless y'all. Girl, you almost got me up here crying. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you put the Lord up in there. You know that's my heart. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Shay. Thank you so much. I'm not finna cry. You're not finna make me cry. You're not finna make me cry. No, I know, I know. But I get all choked up, but I can't even finish my doggone podcast. See, you got me all (laughs) emotional. But I love it. I love it. Because God said, Nichelle, this was meant to be. This moment right here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shay, for being a part of this interview today. And thank you, everybody, that took the time to listen. Please replay this. It's in my spirit. Replay this all day. Don't it all week. Seven days. God is speaking to me. This is a message from you. And here I am. I'm going to tear up. I'm going to tear up. You have me crying too. Sorry. But I feel it in my spirit. It's for somebody somebody is listening they're gonna hear this you got to hear that song that she just spoke in the name of Jesus and you know I don't go that deep because I know everybody's coming from different walks I just put it out there and everybody get what they want to get because it's like a buffet but this is coming from God somebody's listening you hold on because me and Shay just told you we went through the storm and we got on the path that's in our heart I love writing. Everybody knows that that follows me. Shay just spoke to her heart, what was in her heart. She loves singing, anything about the arts. And here we go. We met on that day. It was raining. It was raining when I was going to stop writing Mitch Rayam. When the story of Egypt about African-American wasn't really talked about. In 1995 is when I wrote that book. And here I am in Atlanta where people say you were fooled to quit your job and sell your house. 
I did it anyway and I got here because I've been through hell the people that know me when I started there for Atlanta was it supposed to be what God gave me influence for you to choose who you need to be I need to end this podcast but God is speaking to me to speak to somebody and this will go live when I release it it will go live because God is in my heart he always has been I love you who's ever listening you don't give up you keep going I just showed you you keep going and your destiny will be over the horizon I love you thank you for joining us today and I'll see you talk to you next time thank you